Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and this is my co-host Tina. We're so excited to be here and thought we'd jump right in to how we found this beautiful world of circadian biology. So Tina, tell us a little bit about yourself. So like Nicole said, I'm Tina Matthews. I am from Michigan and I have six kids. So we're just really excited to start this podcast where we can talk about some of the science stuff that goes along with circadian and quantum biology, but we also are excited to bring in everyday life into the conversation, like how we go about having our big families and still blocking blue light and making it work for our, our big family. So Nicole, do you want to start with your story of how you found quantum biology? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I would say that uh, for the majority of my life, I've been involved in the health and fitness realm and it really kind of fast forwarded into it when our oldest was born with Down syndrome. And it was unbeknownst to us that he was going to be born with Down syndrome. And, you know, you really just aren't told anything other than all of the things to fear when you're born with a kid with a, with a cognitive or any disability, really. And kind of, you know, let's just maintain the status quo. You know, let's never, you know, explore other possibilities. And so we kept going and like many of us, we had those same stories of, uh, you know, those many well child visits, I guess we could call them, to keep your child well. And with it brought, you know, frequent infections and lots of rounds of antibiotics. And then after, you, you know, before the age of four, he was diagnosed with three autoimmune diseases. It started with his thyroid first, then he lost his hair, and then he developed type 1 diabetes. And that was really like that was the biggest kicker for us because you take a kid that was born with Down syndrome and you're like, oh, well, yeah, he's going to be able to live on his own one day. And then you have, you know, maybe a typical child that was diagnosed with type one. Yep. They're definitely going to be able to live on their own one day and live a really independent life. But now let's take a kid with Down syndrome and a kid with type one. And what does their independence look like? Uh, but, you know, it just kind of added, I guess you could say, fuel to the fire. And it really kind of catapulted us into exploring all of the things. You know, we were vegetarian for a while, you know, really explored the role of food. Um, I don't recommend vegetarian ever. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, never. And, you know, doing like extensive, you know, food sensitivity testing. And from what you learn, that is not the way to go either. And so we somehow just kind of ended here. And it honestly is a world that has brought so much potential for healing. It's just incredible. So that's where we are. So and I have a question. Sure. So as he's getting diagnosed with the different autoimmune conditions, were the doctors concerned that he had so many come on in a short oh. amount of time? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it, it, it got to the point when he was di diagnosed with type 1 and we're in the hospital, the doctor looked at us and said, oh, yep, we were kind of expecting that one because apparently those three autoimmune diseases kind of run together. Wow. And so it's like, you know, it's like you're thinking and, and you see this in hindsight and, you know, not when you're in the thick of it, you see it as like, well, I really think that something could have been done. Right. Had you known Had you before. <laughs> yeah. Like so, uh, you know, that's kind of like, I guess, kind of what really interests me in this world is that we could potentially stop things before they keep before. going. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. That's where we are, and we're experiencing a lot of success at this at this stage. With you know, a, it has to be. I, I honestly think that the more sick you are, the more strict you have to be with this kind of stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah. And so, so you guys are pretty strict. Um, we're pretty strict. I'd say I'm a I'm a little less strict in the summertime. Um, just I mean, summer is a free time, you know. Like, I, I don't know about keeping so many rules, but I definitely am in the winter time, especially when it gets dark so, yeah. so early. And you do have to mind that, in my opinion. But yeah. All right. Yeah. So tell me about you. Tell uh, us about you. Yeah. So it's actually somewhat of a similar story, even though they're also really different. But my, of course, it's the oldest because it's with the oldest kid that you have <laughs> to learn the most lessons every time. Um. But like you, we did what we thought we were supposed to do. We go to all the well checks. You know, my oldest actually had a bad case of colic, which then there was an eczema that followed that. And then there was acid reflux that followed that. And there's food allergies, anaphylactic food allergies. So it's just like from the age of zero to two, it was just like, boom, 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 like all of these issues. And they kept being like, oh, he'll grow out of that. He'll grow out of that. There's nothing you can do about this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, there something inside happened. of you that whole time that you're like, this isn't right. Yeah. yeah. It kept me yeah. up at night because it's like, yeah. hey, I'm hearing this is normal. But here I am setting alarms to make sure my kid isn't dying in the middle of the night because of asthma or a food allergy reaction. That's not normal. I don't care what anybody says. That's right. Not normal. Right. Right. So. so finally, I, you know, I'm sitting up at <laughs> night and I'm like, what? We can't do this anymore. Like, I wasn't um, super open-minded about alternative health things, but I was like, okay, we've done it this way and now we're going to try it another way because you can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. Right, right. So we yeah, started I with Cairo and eventually ended up moving next door to Carrie Bennett, which that was like the <laughs> catalyst right there. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We started with chiropractic care too. And it's like, you tried like all of these. Starts. 
I, I think you're right. And, you know, he was actually the first one that actually had me question, uh, you know, the, the monthly well child check. And right. he's like, you know, you really maybe question that. Cause he's like, I can't tell you, you know, I can't tell you what, what to do. Cause that's not my child. He's like, but maybe, maybe consider this. And I yeah. was like, okay, that sounds good. And then I think it was like at that moment that both my husband and I were like, all right, this something has to change because you, you, we can't continue this. Like that's not childhood. Yeah. Well, especially as you're having more kids, because then your fear becomes like, okay, I'm so overwhelmed with this one kid and this <laughs> child's health issues. I cannot imagine the stress of having another kid with these same or different health issues. Isn't that the truth? Oh, that is, that's really, I think then too, what just kind of keeps you exploring. It gives you a drive. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And so then after you started having more and more kids, then did you see the health of those children kind of be like what it, what it should have been like that, uh, an honest, typical childhood or, uh, you know, what it was like as a baby and, and so on. Did they have any other issues? Um, so my second, I still was kind of like in the middle of figuring things out. So yeah. my second, you know, had a few, uh, you know, visits where we did the normal stuff. And then he started just having like some weird symptoms. And I was like, okay, we're just pause everything. We're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And luckily it never turned into anything. I think we like turned, like steered the course <laughs> in a different direction at that yep. point. And he's totally healthy. He's, you know, no allergies. That's awesome. Reflux. None of my other kids have any crazy gut issues. Like we have to avoid gluten for some of the kids or they'll get like a stomach ache. Yeah. But that's not that bad. No, no, it's not. And I, I would say we had a similar experience too, because we were still kind of in it. You know, they're pretty all close in age. And um, our second child, she started getting, you know, ear infection after ear infection and then chiropractic care really helped that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, right around that time, then our third was born and I kind of participated in one of those, uh, you know, checkups. And then it was after that, we just stopped going. And I can remember, I think it, she was probably about a year, maybe a year and a half. And someone like in our family was like, aren't you going to take them? Don't they need to get weighed and checked for their weight and everything like that? And I like, you know, it gave you this fear of like, oh my gosh, I'm doing something wrong. You know, what if they're, you know, it's like your mind, what if they're dying or something <laughs> stupid you know, like that? So true. But, but we, <laughs> it's like, so like you go from like zero to a hundred, like no worries. And all of a sudden you're yep. like, wait, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. what if, what I if she's underweight, like, you know? Thing? Meanwhile, you know, she's developing, you know, just like any totally other child normal. would have been. <laughs> At one point, after one of the kids, I bought a baby weighing scale, on <laughs> a used one. It was like 20 bucks. And I'm like, why? You know, we pay so much for health insurance. We as parents are not seen as responsible enough to right. just weigh our babies. At right. right. Like I have to have C-sections, unfortunately. So it's like, you're telling me five days after I've just had major abdominal surgery, yep. I have to come to the doctor's office mm -hmm. somehow yep. with all yep. my kids in tow so you can yep. weigh, them. weigh them. And that's all they do. And then yeah. they send you home and you're like, 
Or if something is wrong, like colic, God forbid your baby has colic, it's awful. They're like, oh yeah, nothing. There's nothing, nothing. Yeah. we can do. We have no answer for you. Yeah, yep. exactly. Wait it out. Yeah. It'll, it'll end by the time yeah. they're six months. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> six months of screaming just, and crying. Oh my gosh. I'm thankful we did. I am so thankful we did not have to deal with that. Like, I'm just incredibly thankful that we'll say that. It's tough. Like mentally, yeah. it's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'd all have, you know, like a really fussy time. I can remember yeah. at night, but it wasn't like the screaming and the knees pulling in and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm just incredibly thankful for that. So yeah. that one's a, that's a doozy. Yeah. But so then all of your other ones are just completely just yeah. typical. That's so awesome. Yeah. Do you avoid gluten altogether? Um, we didn't used to, but yeah. we actually, uh, I want to say it was like three or four years ago, we came down with like this crazy, random, unexplained case of C. diff, which if it, if nobody knows what that Ooh. is, like, just don't look it up because it's awful. It's like. My oldest had that oh, after a couple rounds. He had, yes, he had a couple rounds of antibiotics. And it wiped everything out and we were traveling and it was horrendous. It's so horrendous. Yeah. Um, But all we did, my entire family got it. I was 32 weeks pregnant with my fifth. We, and you know, we had just gotten like a dog and I'm like, oh my gosh, this dog has given us, you know, death. The plague has come to the house. Like what? Of course, I like, I'm having like terrible stomach cramping. And afterwards I find out like, oh, people go to the hospital for this. Like the cramps are so severe that you'll get morphine for the cramps. And you know, my kids are crying. They're cramping. I'm trying to drive the dog to the vet with all the kids in the car to like, just trying to figure out, you know, why we're in so much pain, why we're throwing up everywhere, why we're so nauseous and all the other things that come along with it that I won't go into. Yep. Um, (laughs) But the doctor's would not do a stool test because we hadn't been to the hospital. We hadn't been on antibiotics. We hadn't been around anybody. We had this for a month. Oh my goodness. A month. It was, it was like every single night somebody was waking us up, throwing up. Like my kids had a little bit of like weirder symptoms with it where it wasn't so much like the other end. They were yeah. throwing up a lot. Um, Gosh, my my little one, he was like just under two and he had lost a ton of weight. I had taken them to the doctor like three times. Like, please, this, this is not a normal stomach virus. I'm telling you, this is not normal. And they were like, oh, it's just viral. You have to give it two weeks. <laughs> Meanwhile, like my baby's becoming dehydrated. I had to take You're him to kidding. the hospital. It was, yeah, it was really terrible. So that was when like and C. diff is really hard on people's guts, as I'm sure you know. Yeah. Like, the yeah. longer you suffer with it, the more disastrous effects are. So, gluten's touchy for us. Gotcha. Totally and get it. like, yeah. after that. So, we can do it, like, once or twice a year and be okay. But if we're yeah. too much with it, it then comes too much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I totally get that. We, we probably tend to do a lot of sourdough. Actually, not anymore because – we're seeing positive results with thyroid antibodies coming down and with it with gluten free. Yeah. Um, or at least, you know, if I can have it 
once a week for okay. a like for like maybe we have a piece and I'll do I'll do like a 48 hour ferment. Um so it's really, you know, allowing some of that um oh my gosh, that name's going to is it phytic acid or whatever it's yeah. called to be able to kind of lessen um or using like einkorn flour or something like that that's right. not as high in in gluten but um but yeah, it definitely isn't a big part of our life anymore and it just yeah. It's, it's not missed much. I mean, not because cottage cheese pancakes just aren't as good. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the gluten-free flours are like so dense that things just don't oh. turn out quite right. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you do kind of get used to it. I think so too. Or you just find other things that taste really good too. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, since learning how to like better prepare our grains, I feel like we can do a lot more with them. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. The only thing that we can't do is beans. Beans are no bueno. Really? No beans. No. <laughs> hey, everyone, like we, um, you know, sometimes you, you go over to people's houses and stuff and, and I try to just really lean on the, I can't bring a whole meal to someone's house if they're inviting us over for dinner. And so <laughs> as much as I have to resist doing that, but, um, <laughs> so, you know, you kind of take what you, you get there. And if it has beans, ma'am, the next day, everyone's like, Oh, why does my stomach hurt so bad? And like, Oh, we all have beans. <laughs> And so why do you think that is like the, is it the lectins? Or? I think it's probably has a lot to do with the lectins or like that. What I can't remember. Is it phytic acid? Is that yeah. what's in like beans and legumes and stuff like I, that? I think that's P H Y T I C. I think that's what it is. And uh, so, yeah. And, and I think a lot of the lectins and I think they're just so high in fiber um, and because I know they're not being prepared correctly. Either. No. No. And so, yeah. So if you're going through it and you're actually doing like the, um, you know, the soaking, the sprouting, and then the, the long cook, I right. think that it might be better, but I haven't really, I don't really like beans that much. So <laughs> no, no, People like I, I know we're angry when I make beans. So <laughs> I tend not to, or more of like, you know, the, the meat and the potatoes and the, a hearty oh, meal. Yeah. Like a roasted <laughs> vegetable or something. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like we're going to be able to connect a little bit on this, but what I were some so. of the diets that you had tried when you were like first found out about the autoimmune stuff? Well, um, we definitely went vegetarian because that was right around the time when uh, like the contained animal feeding things, operations, you know, were really making mainstream. And yeah. um, it's like, well, I can't source any meat locally. You know, that was before, and it, it probably wasn't. But, you know, I think obviously, you know, the internet and technology and stuff has really kind of helped to be able to find that information a lot easier. Uh, and so we did that. We did pescatarian where we ate a ton of fish. And so that was probably the best or like Mediterranean style eating. Yeah, like a lot of the raw olive oils. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we just slowly kind of made our way back to meat. And then uh, when you start to learn about kind of 
personally like the Weston A. Price approach, like nourishing, nourishing tradition style. That made some headway with that. And then applying some quantum like ancestral culinary traditions in in with all of that, I think that's when we've probably seen the greatest improvement in everybody. Because even my husband, he struggles with, he has um, like a one patch of like a psoriasis type thing. And it had even gotten to the point where it was like affecting his hands and his fingers would crack, his skin would crack. And it's funny because now that, you know, going through the circadian biology certification and stuff and you kind of put two and two together he started he was never able to sweat easily at all like it could be in the dead of summer and he wasn't sweating and he started going into the sauna every day and within a week gone like really? it was incredible and he had tried you know eating garlic he like he was drinking garlic with his coffee in the morning like he was definitely gluten-free for months and dairy-free for months and all of the things that, you know, everyone, oh, well, you have to do this, that, and the other. And it's like, oh, my gosh, we solved the problem with simple, you know, infrared heat. Because <laughs> like, right, once you're structuring and building yes. that water, you're pushing out. You're pushing it out. Water. Yeah. That's so whatever was in them. I know. And so it's like it's really difficult to listen to health influencers anymore. And they're like, it's like you cringe. And I hate oh, to say yeah. that, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you have to eat this way and make sure you're drinking this and that. And you're like, it's so secondary. It, it yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we yeah. had we had done um, for a year trying to heal my son's gut. We did the gluten free and we did the dairy free. Which looking back, it's like we were just eating like factory yeah. milk factory cheese it doesn't make any sense why that would be better for you it's like i agree sense. like eating a tofu like we eat tofurkey <laughs> so this, this chemical cheese this will be really good for us it doesn't even melt like <laughs> it doesn't even melt so then you're like what is this like how is this breaking down in the body if i can put yeah. it in like a 400 degree oven and nothing happens to it <laughs> So so disgusting, <laughs> and it doesn't taste good. It's like, oh gosh, yeah. So we did that, and we had done the gaps diet. So we were just drinking like copious amounts of bone broth and eating like tons of sweet potatoes. Yeah, did I that mean, work at all? Because you know, I know a lot of people see success with that, but no. We had seen like um, a really minute amount okay. of success, but we that was in conjunction with like chiropractor appointments and okay. And really, it was just like for the little bit of good that we got out of it, it was such a pain in the butt. Okay. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like having to prepare all of that all the yeah. time and to drink, to get someone to drink something that they probably don't want to. Right. The kids did not yeah. love no. the bone broth. Um, no. And then no. the other thing about <laughs> bone broth is it's really high histamine. So yes. for some kids, that can actually be more of like a counterintuitive type. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also where it's like, okay, if your kid is like dead set against the bone broth, maybe, maybe they're feeling something in their body that we should just lean into that. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the biggest things too, is like maybe not doing what we think should, should happen and actually paying attention to what their needs are yeah. at, at certain times. So I think that's like one of the greatest lessons of parenting is that I honestly don't know anything. <laughs> Yeah, like just go into it like I know nothing. Yep. And we'll figure it out as we go. 
Yeah. But then after we had found like the circadian health and started seeing sunrise and blocking sunset, that was when we kind of noticed that like, okay, there's no acid reflux anymore. There's no nausea in the morning anymore. And that took all of 24 hours because kids regenerate and they're just so resilient. Yeah. His stomach just needed to know, oh, okay, it's nighttime now. Now the melatonin's being released and now the gut cells are going to regenerate. Yeah. That's all it took. That's incredible. And so how old is he at that time then? Like how many years did you, how many years did this take for you? He was six at this time. So we had been struggling on and off. Like sometimes things would be okay. And then other times they wouldn't be okay. And so it's just always like a hard, like a, like a tug of war almost. Yeah. And he, he's nine now and we haven't had any acid reflux in three years. When, when you were in the height of like your acid reflux and stuff, were you using like the over the counter, uh, Oh, what do they recommend? For like that? the Tums uh, or yeah. like the PPI. Yes. When he was yes. really little um, before I knew anything. Like when he was 18 months, I took him to a GI and they put him on a strong PPI, which looking back, I can see how like completely obliterating the stomach oh. acid was a problem. Yeah. But I didn't know what else to do. And he was like throwing up all the time yeah. from it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we, we, you know, when you're in that situation, it's like you're doing something to make them feel better. Yeah. And that's, I think, how you look at it. You know, it's it, in hindsight, then you're like, oh my gosh, this was horrible. Why would I do that? Well, you're not given any other options <laughs> right. either. Like, I don't just like this or nothing, basically, yeah. is said. So then, as the acid reflux came back when he was a little bit older after the C diff, then we were trying more of like, you know, ginger tabs, and they would take away like the acid reflux at the moment, but it wasn't a cure. Like, we had tried lots gotcha. of herbs and we had tried the apple cider vinegar, and he had an appointment to go see the GI again. But by the time we had gotten in there, we had found circadian health, and she was like, well, there's no problem. So I'll put these tests in the computer and we can run them in the future if he ever has another problem. But we ended up not having to take her up on it because we haven't had any problems. That's so awesome. Like, so you're saying it just basically kind of just went away. Yeah. Overnight went away and didn't come back. Was he, did he have an aversion to the sun at first? Did he not want to be out? He would go out. But he had to have a shirt on. Like, if he took his shirt off, he would get immediately within 30 seconds, like, so itchy. So when Carrie's recommendation was, like, let's try to get him out in the sun for a little bit. Like, let it get on his belly. Even starting, like, at sunrise when the rays are really, like, gentle. Not intense, yeah. He would cry because the itchiness would be, like, so severe for him. So, and I still, I'm not like, I, I'm sure that was some sort of histamine reaction. Yeah. It's just, it's still weird to me, but now he's just shirtless all the time and he's fine. Yeah. 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 I'd have to say that was similar for us. And I wish I would have paid attention to this sooner. And and just knowing what I know about people with down syndrome, that he loves to be outside. Never did he have an aversion to it or anything. And I just so wish I would have just been like, because, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, I got to put all of this sunscreen on my kid. Like, you know, they're going to die of skin cancer by the age of like 10 or something like that. And so (laughs) these are stupid things that, you know, we tell ourselves and we're also told. But, um, yeah, I mean, his love of warmth 
I just wish I would have paid attention to. Like he is up to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and even now, like he will get up, he has, it just depends on how he sleeps. You know, he's usually up around seven. I don't force him out of bed. I recognize that he is still a developing teenager and he, he needs sleep, you know, some days more than other others. And, but as soon as he wakes up in the morning, he goes outside on his own. We have a little golf course set up. We have all these holes in our yard, golf holes, um, or whatever they call them. Um, and that's what he does. He plays a round of golf every morning. And I love that. And, and then in the winter, he says, when's it going to be summer again? But <laughs> he, he just loves the warmth. So, you know, so using the sauna in the winter is something we could talk about on another show. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just wish that just no, let kids know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just we have to that, – that, to, to recognize that the sun is here to – to really help us. And, uh, yeah. you know, to think that his symptoms and all of that stuff could just really reverse itself within a matter of hours, days. Like people wouldn't believe that. No, you know? no that's like snake not. oil stuff, you know, yeah. like tomfoolery stuff. And uh, that's just amazing. Like, what a great story. Well, and it's like you hear so many other moms talk about this like kids with acid reflux and gut issues is such a common theme and oh I my gosh so sad i know i like, know so little to suffer with that yeah like and and they can't even tell you you no, know so you're here guessing it right it's like yeah. stomach ache or their yeah. heart hurts and you know what do you do with that information besides try and like be a detective and figure out right. what it actually is right exactly no for sure you're absolutely right all right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week. Next week, we're going to talk about like the little 1% changes that we made that added up to be big changes over time that really helped our kids' health and our family's health. And I think it will be fun and educational. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Have a great week. Bye.